my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. You know how we do this every week. We share great stories from people in the HR space. But you know, when I come across a piece of HR tech, how goofy I get. And it's even more exciting for me when it's someone who has been in the analytical HR space, excuse me, analytical HR space that has decided to come out of their shell and do something that is gonna help more than one organization. So today my guest is Joseph Ifagbu. Did I say it right? Ifagbu, oh yeah, it's there. Ifagbu, that's it, Ifagbu, I got it. Yeah. Joseph, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Uh, good, good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Really excited to to uh, to be on this on this podcast. Uh, really, I've been really looking forward to this all week. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad. We're so glad to have you here today. So Joseph, why don't we start off by you telling everyone who is Joseph and what do you do? Yeah, so uh, I'm Joseph. I am one of the co-founders and CEO of Equitable. Uh, my pronouns are he, he him, his. Um, and yeah, really, I'm just I'm just a, a dude that likes um, analytics. And I happen to uh, stumble upon the HR space, which I mean, I don't think anyone, at least I didn't think in growing up that I was going to be in HR. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and stumbling across the HR space, I absolutely fell in love with HR and HR analytics as a whole. And, uh, you know, like, well, five, six years later, I'm still in the HR analytics specific space. And mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be here for quite a long time. So, um, yeah, so that's that's a bit about me um, in terms of things I like to do beyond work. I am a big I like hiker. I like I like to hike. Um, so when I'm not when I'm not working in this room, <laughs> um, I am usually um, out hiking and just being out, out in nature. So so that's that's a bit about me. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, and it's, I love, when I was younger, I used to love to hike um, through the, I was raised in the UK. So I used to love to hike in the countryside and such beautiful scenes and it's so peaceful and calm. But do you say that that's like your main, I guess that's your main way of self-care, right? Yeah, yeah, that is, you know, especially because like over the last, oh, well, the last few years has been like this, but really in the last year year and a half two years where you know you're trying to build a company and basically your whole mind is just and so you spend really long hours right trying to like you know just build i find that like just you know taking like going to go sit on the couch and watch um a movie or something Mm -hmm. it's cool but it doesn't really do that for me like i'm still like looking at the screen right and so so yeah i think that's my main way i just go out there um, I don't have my phone or something um, and I just walk and I just like, I'm in the middle of the green uh, and, <laughs> and like the, the nice breeze. I think that, yeah, it really just, yeah, I think it resets me. 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of really having, um, um, you know, taking care of myself um, lately. Beautiful. Thank you. So tell us about Equitable. What is Equitable and how does it work? Yeah, Equitable is a HR analytics platform. Um, and what we do is we enable companies to make decisions using data, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like they're currently in the HR ecosystem, you know, you can see like, I mean, so we, we're all in HR. So we see like the explosion of software and tools over the last 10 years, but well, five years specifically, like the last five years has been pretty insane with that, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, it's gone from this place where people were using, let's say one tool to do a lot of things to people are using multiple tools. People are using the, all of yeah. the best in class tools, right? To do different things. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden in, in a HR organization, you have, you have your HRIS, your ATS, your survey tool, yeah. you know, you have your performance tool, you have your learning and development tool. So you, you know, easily just five off the bat, right? Yeah, and then your tech stack is all over the place. It's all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and with all that systems, which has data in them, there's a lot of decisions that are being made um, that are, you know, that isn't being made using data, or people don't even know what's happening within your own organization. Just even before even decisions, do you even know what your headcount is, what your headcount growth is, what your candidate pipeline is, what the breakout of men versus women and your candidate pipeline is, mm-hmm. right? Those kind of simple questions that really contribute to the to the culture of your organization. A lot of companies don't understand what's happening. And so what Equitable does is makes that we make that easy for companies. We sit on top of all those systems. So we say, hey, look, use your best in class tools. Go crazy if you want to. We'll come in. We'll sit on top of the tools. We, we integrate with these HR tools. We bring in the data into our data layer. We have this clean data model and we deliver um, the, the metrics to you mm-hmm. so you can start seeing what's happening within your organization and enable you to make better decisions with more informed information, uh, with more informed data, right? Yeah. And so that's basically what our, what our um, Equitable does. I am so excited to, to know that <laughs> Equitable exists because I, like you said, I think so many of us have all these different pieces. Our tech stack is like crazy. And then we have to keep logging in from one piece of tech to the other in order to grab the data. But knowing that you've created this piece of technology that sits across all of those platforms and can extrapolate the data, create the dashboards, like I'm super geeked (laughs) about what you have been able to create. I got to ask, why'd you do it? Uh, Yeah, it's funny because I was actually, I was, chatting with my co-founders Ethan and Gabe yesterday and and we were thinking about like why we started this in the first because we always like to every when we get to every stage um the stages we get to in our company we always look reflect and see if we're still doing what we set out to do Mm -hmm. right and really the reason was because we saw that like a lot of decisions that are being made in the HR space uh wasn't really data driven um I mean, and you can say this for maybe some of the other analytics space, but I think HR is really is one that has struggled with that because I mean, at this point, everyone pretty much knows that in marketing, you're using data, right? With product, you're using data. That's just like it's a, it's the norm. Heck, with even with even sports, I mean, at this point, right? Like people know, like you're using data to 
make decisions in terms of what players to buy. You're looking at the statistics, right? Yeah. And, right. and tell me one sports fanatic that doesn't know their favorite sports person's stats. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, when it comes to like employees within an organization, it's like that's when everyone now decides let's use gut feeling. It's like get out of here. Like you don't know what you're talking about, right? And so, so I think for us was you know during our time, I you know I worked at as uh, the head of people analytics at WeWork uh, for about three years, and then I also led the HR tech uh, team at at Snap for about a year. And and you know in in working in those organizations, especially that we were, we built a lot of the systems internally. And so when we started to build a lot of those systems to help answer the questions as we relate to to um, employees, mm-hmm. um, it took us a long time to build it. And it took us about, let's say, a year and a half, two years, right? right. Um, and then it took it cost a lot of money to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we built that, we were able to do incredible analytics. But, it, you know, for me at that time, it, oh, I started realizing, like, wow, it took us this long and we spent so much money. Can we take all our learnings, right, and create something that's a lot more um, affordable for organizations, especially like growing growing organizations mm-hmm. that helps them make decisions decisions because as i was talking to a lot of my colleagues in the space everyone was dealing with the same thing so yeah. a lot of systems but there was still this gap mm-hmm. between um, data and insights and i saw just how certain organizations made made decisions about pay about promotions about and it was you know and you know you, you see we saw like organizations i was talking to a friend they had a promotion cycle and then after they've done the promotion cycle, they're like, oh, actually, let's run. Let's run this data to see how many women were actually in this cycle. And then let's say out of the, let's say out of the hundred people they promoted, it was like five women. It's like, wait, whoa, 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 what happened? Right. Like, and so it's like, this is things that maybe from the beginning should have already seen. Like, wait, seen yeah. How come like this has happened? Like that's, that can't be a normal yes. promotion cycle if this is what you see. Anyways, yeah. So seeing things like that over and over and over, just like Gibba myself just said, look, we see this in the we see this in the in in the ecosystem. This is what people are dealing with. We want to solve that problem. And so we just set out to try and do it. Wow, that's amazing. This is a conversation that I have I have a lot with HR professionals, especially mm-hmm. when that conversation comes up about HR not being strategic enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And usually when my clients are talking to me about this, they're coming from the space of, well, you know, they feel guilty or they feel bad because they're not able to be strategic because they're too busy in the minutiae of the day-to-day runnings of the organization. Mm-hmm. They don't have access to that seat at the table and they don't have the proper technologies in place so like you know where you would have clients who have all kinds of HR tech in their tech stack there are some people that are still working with Excel struggling to extrapolate that kind of data because it's not there or because it's just all over the place and you know we don't have that knowledge of Excel to proficiently put it all together But data tells such an important story to a business that helps with the success of bringing in people and creating that great people experience. And I think so many people struggle with that. And so like, what to my point and to the question that I want to ask you is like, what is your, what are your thoughts on that? That statement that leaders make that HR is not strategic, especially when they don't have access to all of these things. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's I think that's such an archaic 
point of view when people say HR isn't strategic because, you know, for me, the most important resource in any organization is the people, right? Yeah. The people are the foundation for your product, for your strategy, for your decision. Like all, a lot of things that you make, like, like there is no company without the people. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and so I think, I think companies are probably saying that are probably companies that aren't necessarily using data to make decisions because there are a lot of ways whereby we, we, we see that decisions that affect employee affect the business. Yeah. Right. So um, it's, it, you know, there's been all this research, right? I think, I don't know which, I remember which of the firms, I don't want them saying name, but I think one of the firms did a research around like having like more diverse teams helps in terms of like, better revenues and there's all these things that we see right Mm -hmm. Um, and so i think yeah from my perspective i think i think that is an archaic point of view um look (laughs) it's cut into a place where organizations like employees within organizations are demanding more boards are demanding more and it's gone to that point whereby this hr analytics or just isn't isn't a, a nice to have. It's actually important and crucial to you running a successful business. We have seen over the last year clearly, and we don't want to have, we don't have to mention names where there's been fallouts in organizations whereby there were massive, massive employee engagement issues yep. that were not addressed, massive pay in the inequities that were not addressed. Yeah. These are things that, like, if you run a pay analysis, you take your engagement data and you look at your attrition data. Like, just even we're talking about anything complex, just no. just do a, like a just do an average, <laughs> just like just join it in and just see. Okay, over time, what's happening, right? Uh huh. It will just show you that yo, there are some major issues here. Exactly. Right, and I doubt some of these companies were even looking at that, or maybe they looked at it and decided to just say. Like, Oh, I don't, that's not a, you know, put it aside. It's like, no, when you see those issues come up, when you look at the data, you should actually start making these decisions. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's not a nice to have it. No. You must have it now exactly. to ensure success for your organization. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I think that when people, for me, when I hear that, you know, HR is not strategic, it makes me automatically think that it's a cop-out on the part of leadership to not either provide the HR team with what they need, not give them that seat at the table. I feel like it's a cop-out because in this day and age where data just makes organizations so transparent to the public, Mm -hmm. um, for people to be able to make conscious decisions about whether or not they want to work for a particular company or not, data is king. Yeah. And to your point about, you know, not calling out organizations names, but I remember seeing a report Um, two reports last year related to two tech companies, very big tech companies, sharing their data on diversity and inclusion, like their diversity and inclusion hires Mm. and their women in leadership, diversity, women in leadership, and also according to sexuality, like if they were hiring people who were gay, transgender, and so on. Mm-hmm. One company's data looked promising, looked like they were actually moving from insight to action. And mm-hmm. the other companies, you could clearly see they were making no effort whatsoever mm-hmm. and that they still had a lot of work to do. 
And so being able to just pull those kind of things is, is really important because it helps people make conscious decisions. While we talk about data helping organizations to make decisions, it also helps consumers and potential employees, candidates, make conscious decisions about whether or not they want to work with those organizations as well. Yeah, it, it, that's actually an interesting point because, like, actually, I like the idea of, like, like for example, let's say using those that same two examples. The one, you can see they're making um, a step in the right direction. The other one isn't. But I think there is something to be said about them coming out and posting something because now mm-hmm. they can be held accountable. Yep. So if next year they, they come and, it's the same thing of they've regressed. We can be like, what are you doing, guys? Yeah. Because you, you know, there are some organizations that will never do that. <laughs> they will never exactly. put that out there. Never. Because they're like, yo, like, we don't even, because they know they're not, you know. So I, I even applaud with that command and say, you know what, like, we are not where we need to be. Yeah. We, this is a horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to do, we have to do better, right? And so, yeah, I, I think more organizations, I don't mean in terms of just coming out there, I don't mean performative, no. Right. I mean, more organizations need to really put, a, you know, pay attention to, mm-hmm. you know, these issues, right? With, you know, from diversity, equity, inclusion to, to and, and the equity and inclusion being the, <laughs> because everyone these days, you, you hire a lot of people of color and you have them in the, in the, in the bottom rows of the company, right? Yeah, so because you're just ticking boxes, right? Just think, exactly. I so we, we don't want that, right? We want no. like, you know, we, where's, where are your women in leadership? Where, you know, are they, do they have a seat at the table and things like that? And so I think more organiz- organizations need to start thinking about like, really, like really, not just for the sake of media or whatever. No, it's like, well, what does this do for our company? How can we do better, right? Yeah. Um, even for us as a small organization, we are what, nine people. Mm-hmm. And we already think, we are thinking about, we, we know like there are things we can do better. Mm-hmm. If at this stage of right so we're starting at this stage like well how do we just make sure as we grow our company like we are paying attention to these things right mm-hmm. i think every organization on any stage has to start thinking about that because yeah. at the end of the day i think i think diversity and thought opinion experiences and all these other things and having people included actually adds to to innovation in organizations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i couldn't agree with you more but well said i can't even add to that <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask you this, in terms of um, an experience with Equitable, what does that look like for companies? So I am struggling. I have all of these tech stacks. I'm struggling to kind of put all this data together. What does my experience with Equitable look like? Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking that. Um, So we like to say, you know, although we, we have complexity in the back end of how we've built the product because we have an incredible team and so mm-hmm. proud of what we're doing. We like to make the experience of the, of the customer simple. So we like to go, we are building something simple for you, right? And what that is, is if you tomorrow, you say, look, I want to use Equitable. You sign a contract with us, obviously you go through the whole process, contract, mm-hmm. if you want a red line, you know, all that stuff that everyone does, right? Security, we are SOC 2 compliant. So, Again, security is of utmost importance to us. So we get through all that, we sign. We have a customer success team, gets on the call with you. We see what your goals are. We get all that sorted out. We get all the information. 
we and then the next thing is we connect to your to your data sources. So we need certain information. We connect to your different data sources, your ATS, your HRIS, mm -hmm. um, and usually within about a month to about a month and a half. Now we've had some some just taking a little bit maybe longer, like two months, mm -hmm. but a lot of we have also had some as short as. 24 hours <laughs> to onboard customers. So we are pretty fast. I like to say speed is one of the biggest things for us. We are, I'll, I can say we're the fastest to integrate, right? Mm -hmm. That's because we invest a lot of time and, and resources into building those, those processes. Right. So within, let's say, just using the average, a month to a month and a half, um, you would have access to our platform with the metrics that you're looking to track. Right. Um, the list of metrics um, that you have is actually on our website. So we have about okay. 75 metrics. That is the base metrics that wow. if we connect to your data sources that has those metrics in them, you will get this. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And so these metrics, you know, range from engagement metrics all the way to, you know, like attrition and all of that. Right. And then uh, of course, of course, we can also look at any of those metrics through the lens of diversity, equity, and inclusion. inclusion. Right? Yeah. And so those are the metrics we deliver to you. And, and yeah, and we have a great support model, right? So if you have questions, you feel free to reach out to our team. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what it is, right? We are not doing anything crazy. What we are trying to do, simply put, is like we always say to customers, we want to help you have those metrics right in front of you at your fingertips. That way you can just search, get the answers to the questions you need really quickly. Quickly. Make the decisions that you want to. Make good business decisions. Exactly. Awesome. And so I will put the link to your website in the comments so that people can see that. But if people want to um, engage in your service and they want to ask you more questions, there is a contact info on the website as well, right? An active chatbot yes. or all that stuff is there, right? It's all there. You can request access on the website and then um that comes into our inbox and then we'll follow up and, yes. and then again like if you if you feel like you want to you want to just reach out directly to me too i'm also available mm -hmm. I'm on linkedin as well yes. joseph Ikegu, or even just joseph at equitable.com just reach out i'm like hey i, I you know i i heard this incredible podcast and <laughs> <laughs> right like i want to again always happy to to, to chat with people and, and see how we can help. We want to we want to help companies be as fair as possible and we want to help as many companies as possible. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joseph, for sharing the information about Equitable, um, giving us a little bit about your story and how you got here. And we wish you guys all the best. Thank you so I much. I want to ask you, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would enjoy? Oh. It doesn't have to be HR related. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so in terms of in terms of listening, um, so I've been listening to um, uh, Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, he's he is an incredible artist, um, very deep artist. So I've listened to that um, his his new album over the last couple of weeks, um, and then I've been reading Dune, the Dune series. Okay. Um, so I'm on book three of the Dune series, and it, okay. I think it's probably one of the best sci-fi novels written. Wow. Um, I saw the movie first and I was right. like, you know, I'd known about it, but I saw the movie and I was like, I have to go back and read this book. Which, which version? Not... You saw the, the first version the, or the new version? No, the new version with, oh, okay. with, Anthony, with, with uh, yeah, Chalamet yeah. that everyone's like going crazy about. Uh -huh. yeah. 
Yeah, he, that was a really good, really good movie. But uh-huh. like, I went back and I started reading the books. And my, co- my co-founder, my uh, CTO, Ethan, actually bought me this series as a birthday gift. Oh, nice. And so that was really mm-hmm. kind of him because uh, I was like talking about it. He was like, oh, you should read it because I read it before and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. so I'm reading it right now and I'm enjoying it thoroughly. So that's what I've been doing, really. Just mm-hmm. either I'm hiking or listening to some music reading. if I'm not working or uh-huh. just like reading a little bit of the book. Uh, so awesome. that's, uh, that's really Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. So the big question. What's the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? <laughs> uh, I think, I think, I think, I think for for someone that is doing HR analytics, um, I think it's it's the whole thing that like that there is zero budget in HR because no, there is there's budget <laughs> one right. You can always find like if, if for companies that 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 value employees and there's they can always get the budget for that, right? But yeah. second, thing, I think second thing is like that HR can't be data driven. That HR is always people. I know people. I, I know in my gut. Like I know that. Like that is crap. Like yes. you, you people are so often wrong about even the simplest things. Imagine more so like complexity of people and systems. Like it's like forget about that. You're gonna be you're gonna be wrong. So I think I think well, that's one of the biggest misconceptions. Is just like yeah. hey, look. Um, um, those two things, like look, oh, there's no never budgets. Like no, if, if for companies that for, like for companies that want this and they want to really do the well, they'll find the budget first That's thing. Right. And, and then the second thing is just like yeah, like oh, gut feeling for from decisions. No, it's like you need data. Yeah, I gotta agree with you there. Yeah. I, so many times, you know, you find budget. You as HR see the company waste so much money on so many other things, and you're like, you can't give me what. $1,500 so that I can purchase a proper HRS system or, you know, make that investment in this particular thing so that we can run things a lot smoother and create a better experience for people. Yeah. I totally agree. Absolutely. Not that's rubbish. Absolutely <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> rubbish indeed. <laughs> oh my goodness. And with that being said, Joseph, Fibu, you have survived your time in the sound booth today. Thank you so much for being here with me, for sharing information about Equitable. I really appreciate it. And we wish you guys all the best and every success. But come back, please, so we can talk more about HR data because I feel like this is a conversation that we could have for a good few episodes. Absolutely. To help HR professionals navigate HR data. Thank you so much. No, thanks for having me. Pleasure is mine. I really appreciate your time and yeah, your platform. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I am Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Anchor FM and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again in the next Sound Off.